Well, as we move through the weeks of Advent, we know that many kids look forward to spending a little time with Santa Claus. But did you know or do they know that there is really a saint behind you know, that man in the white suit? Of course, we know on December 6th, it is the Feast of St. Nicholas. Many children will be placing a shoe out and hopefully St. Nicholas or the spirit of St. Nicholas fills that shoe. And of course, we often put and hang our stockings on the mantle so that way Santa Claus also known as St. Nicholas, will put something in there better than a lump of coal. Joining us today to tell us the real history of St. Nicholas, it is our good friend Julie Andurko. You can hear Julie here at Mater Day Radio on her show, Your Next Mission from God. She's joining us today to talk about a wonderful saint. Good morning, Julie. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. St. Nicholas, the patron saint of children. People associate St. Nicholas to Santa Claus, and there are many legends that link the two. But we have to remember, St. Nicholas was a real person in our church history. He walked the earth, and he had a very special role and a part to play in our history. Tell us about St. Nicholas. Well, St. Nicholas is a saint from the fourth century, and he grew up in a Christian home, and when and it was fairly wealthy, and when his parents died, he inherited all that, but he gave it away. You know, he gave he gave it away, and uh, he had he had this money that he was wise with how he did it, and he heard of this man that had he'd gotten into debt, and he had thugs after him like pay up your debts, you oh. know, and if you can't, we're gonna take your daughters, and that was the arrangement. He had three daughters that were coming up on marrying age, and he would have to pay these debts. And if he couldn't marry them well and get them taken care of, you know, he would have to, they would be taken. Mm. And so they were looking at a life of slavery, basically, to pay his debts. And so the oldest one is ready to go. And St. Nicholas just throws some um, bag of coins in the window for a dowry for her so that she can be married off and taken care of. He didn't do all three at once. And the reason why he didn't is he wanted to see what will that dad do? What will that father do? Will he keep it for himself? What will he do? But no, he did. The father did uh, have a dowry, got his oldest daughter married off, and she's taken care of. One down, two to go. He's still desperate. Oh, Okay. So as each, the second one, same thing. Nicholas gets that bag thrown in through the window. And I think that's where we get coming down the chimney to put the coins and things in the stocking. Like he throws it in there, okay. right? And so same story repeats a second time. Well, the third time, this guy's getting smart. He's like, okay, I'm going to catch this guy. So this time he waits for him and he tackles him and he grabs him. He wants to know who's been doing it. And so that's how the story gets out because St. Nicholas was doing this all anonymously. Wow, that is just such a beautiful story. We know too in history that that St. Nicholas was a bishop of what is now modern day Turkey, mm -hmm. right? So we do know he walked the earth. That was just one of the stories of his generosity. Of course, we associate St. Nicholas as the patron saint of children. But as I said in the open, there's so much more to this this very holy man, of course. I love the idea of those little coins getting dropped over into the window for this uh, for this dowry. Oftentimes children 
You might find some little chocolate coins in a shoe or in a stocking, and you can thank St. Nicholas. What else do we know about his life since we know a little bit about him and his generosity and a dowry? Well, you know, under the persecution of Diocletian, many people were martyred, and St. Nicholas was captured, and he was not uh, given the option of martyrdom. So he didn't give his witness that way. But he was tortured and imprisoned during that time of persecution. The term for that, instead of uh, being a martyr, you're called a confessor, not a confessor like hearing confessions. But that was the, the label of one who suffered under the persecution severely. And he, and he did endure. There's uh, mar- uh, torture and um, imprisonment. It was a hard deal. And so he, and he's a bishop by now. So he becomes... He's just so brave. And so when Christianity is legal and he's released, there is nothing that's going to rock him. He has seen it all, been through it all, and he knows who Jesus Christ is and where his allegiances lie in this now newly legalized religion to spread through the whole Western Empire. Mm. So now he's a bishop and that's going down for him. There is a very old Roman fragment. It's called Doc Praxis De Stratelitas. It's old and it's for real. And in this story, we have details of an incredible, two incredible events that are connected. So he's the bishop and there's a governor where he, in his area, and there's been this plot against three innocent men And in this plot, they're going to take the fall for someone's crime and they're going to be executed. And Nicholas, Bishop Nicholas gets wind of it and he rushes to the execution site. And within, within the nick of time, he stops this execution Hmm. and he confronts the governor and he says to the governor, sacrilegious bloodshedder, how dare you confront me? You've been caught in so many evil acts. I'll not spare or forgive you, but will let the mighty emperor Constantine know how serious are your sins and that you have been discovered and in what fashion you administer your princely prefecture. Hmm. So the governor falls to his knees, I think only to save his skin. I mean, he obviously wasn't really remorseful, but he knows he's going to get it. So publicly right there, he recants, the men are set free, the charges dropped because they were false. And we know that in governments, in in churches, in places of work and families, sometimes people will get together and they'll they'll, you know kind of plot. They'll they'll make a plot. Mm-hmm. They'll find a scapegoat and they'll do it. And this man was evil, he was gonna do it. So months later now, there's a new governor. There's a new governor. And another plot, the same three men. So somebody in the government really had it in for them. Yes. Anyway, they're in the same situation, but now they're in a holding cell and they're waiting their execution. And so originally they didn't know St. Nicholas. He just got wind of it and went and intervened, right? But now they know of him. And so what are we going to do? What could they do? So they prayed in their cell to God. They prayed to God, please send Nicholas to help us. And so this is what happens. There's a new governor. 
that governor has a dream that night, and he dreams. In his dream, St. Nicholas comes to him, and he's as fiery as ever. Constantine, same night, the emperor has a dream. St. Nicholas comes to him in the dream and tells him what's going on. And so Constantine confers with his governor, and they both are like, this is kind of, yes, we both had the same dream about the same three men. So Constantine has the men brought to him. And then in the conversation, they confess that they prayed to God that he'd send Nicholas to help them because they're in the same fix, you know? And so what does Constantine do? He sends uh, the men to Nicholas, frees them, sends them to Nicholas with gifts. Oh, my goodness. Well, Nicholas, known to not mince words and whether the legend is true or not, there's the story of Nicholas getting fiery again at Arius, maybe giving him a little punch in the nose in anger during the Council of Nicaea. So, oh, good and jolly Santa Claus could also be a very fiery St. Nicholas when up against evil in in the church. So, Julie, there's just so much to these lives of the saints. We tend to put them in our little boxes and containers and and hold them to just this one thing. But boy, St. Nicholas, what a great saint. So when perhaps maybe kids, if you have a little chocolate coin on St. Nicholas Day, well, now you know a little bit more about this great saint. And, uh, well, maybe if you have a little fire within your soul, be passionate about the Lord. Julie, thank you once again for bringing to life the lives of the saints today. It was my pleasure. Thank you.